With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Empire. Triple Play Fantasy's basketball show with Doc, Coach, and Brass Dadamas starts now. This is the Triple Play Fantasy Basketball Show. I'm your host, Coach Lewis. Excited for a new season of basketball. Not only to watch visually, but, you know, get our fantasy going. <laughs> Fantasy's huge around here, and um, I know that fantasy football takes the number one spot in everyone's fantasy hearts but uh on the low fantasy basketball is super super fun if you are a basketball enthusiast like the two of us and introducing my pal my right hand man on this show and that is bradley kilgore the divergent bradley (laughs) what up what's going on man i can feel it in the air man it's good to talk basketball all the time but when when the season's coming it just hits different man i can't wait it does. In the preseason, you get a lot of different lineup looks. You get some players are getting a lot more minutes than they, yeah. they'll do in the rotation when the regular season starts. So hey, you, if you were there's coach, some takeaways. If you were a coach, how much weight would you put on the preseason performances? Like, would you change any starting lineups that you, like, would consider no-brainers because of, you know, somebody really showing out in the preseason? I think it depends on your team and situation. Uh, mm-hmm. It depends on your veterans or whether you're a younger team. I see that the Hornets are flirting around with their starting power forward yes, position because they, they want Miles Bridges to play with LaMelo because they have this yeah. excellent chemistry. But then you have P.J. Washington, who's more a more established pro at this point. Um, you mix in with – More uh, flexible, new, too. They, yes, more flexible. And, and you mix in the fact that they brought in Plumlee and – like mm-hmm. who, who who plays well with Plumlee. Plumlee's a, a good passing big. So that's a look that, that for the Hornets it's important. Um, other teams, when you like look at like the Lakers, I think that it's in, it's an established like starting four, even though that they haven't played together with Russell Westbrook, Anthony right. Davis, LeBron James. It's kind of like who's the fifth two guard that they, they might yeah. start. And so they have flirted around who plays the best with that starting lineup. Um, but it gives, you know, it gives certain players opportunities, like like definitely rookies, second year, third year players that if they are producing, they put in some work in the summer and they are exactly. confident, confident coming into the season, then um, you could really earn yourself some minutes. Because that's the thing, like, you know, sports is supposed to be like the ultimate meritocracy. And every year we see guys just kind of do incredible things in the preseason, but they already get put into that bucket of like, oh, this is the is the seventh man or this is our third string point guard or, or yeah. whatever it may be. Like, it's like, if you see guys have put in work and they're really showing out, why not give them that opportunity? Like I, yeah. I well, I, we'll get into the show. I don't want to <laughs> keep, keep well, going on. And we, and we can cut, we, we might cut this out, but I, I, another team that I thought about in this in in the preseason being important is like a team like the Minnesota Timberwolves where yeah. their guards, their, their guard heavy, but they have three established guards and D'Angelo Russell Anthony yes. Edwards and then but Malik Beasley's like coming off like a, a 20 point per game season mm-hmm. and they all had different injuries at different times so they all kind of mm-hmm. got the limelight at the at situation but do you do you just say okay Malik you're gonna be our bench guy we want you to go for a six minute year like Jordan Clarkson and go with D'Lo and and Anthony Edwards as your starting backcourt I think that's what they should do but Malik Beasley's yeah. been starting you know basically since he's he's got there or do you start all three of them? Some to some to think about, and I think that you play around those lineups in the preseason, and you know you go with your star. Like, who plays better with Anthony Edwards at the end of the day yeah. to start? Because you had that's your franchise centerpiece, and you have to start that kid. So yeah, that's true. 
Well, we're here to talk about our fantasy, top fantasy point guard, shooting guard. It's going to be a guard with point guard and shooting guard position kind of almost being hand in hand these days uh, with the the way that the point guard position is played. You see a lot of flexibility, especially in the Yahoo rankings and the Yahoo lineups. We're going to talk about who's the top of the top tier. Who's your number one guy? We'll kind of group some people together. And me and Brad will go back and forth who like who we want to avoid and who we want to grab. And maybe we want to just stay put in a couple rounds on, on this position because we see it get deep um, deeper later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, there's no perfect way to draft a fantasy team. And with their first round pick, you're set up for success, no matter who you're kind of building that team off of. But I can't say like, oh, I, I, I draft all players that – that are all well, well-rounded. That's cool if you have Jokic to begin with, but if you start with like a Steph Curry, he's very three-point heavy. He does produce mm-hmm. in other areas, but I, I think you're, when you're drafting, um, it depends on who you start drafting. I'm always a get-the-best-player available because there's so many injuries that happen, and at the, end, at the end of the year, if I got you know eight guys playing top-tier basketball, I can kind of flirt with the, the rest of my lineup to try to win and you know it's it's luck and it's good trade bait too like if you're always taking the best players and then you find you have a strength somewhere you can go plug holes where you're weak with a talent that you know is a first round asset in any category so i agree with you well and i did that we did a trade last year brad and i and i was going for a position i was very weak i didn't address the center power four position i was getting crushed in rebounds and blocks every week so i gave up one of the best players in fantasy basketball in James Harden mm-hmm. to get Anthony Davis. Um, the only reason it kind of worked out for me is because the the package that came with it. Uh, I got RJ Barrett and Terry Rozier, who are also two really, really good guys. And stats and offers all, too. Stats. So in, in our league, uh, we have a cap, a financial cap. I spent all my money on my first three picks. I got Jason Tatum, yeah. uh, James Harden, Steph Curry. And I was, I was basically out. I was out of bread, so I needed more players too. It ended up working out at the at the end, but James Harden clearly is a much much more superior fantasy basketball player than Anthony Davis. I don't know. AD had a down year last year. I think if we look at you know to his championship year, he's they're a little bit closer in terms of comparison. Yeah. Yes, and. Anthony Davis has had years where he's kind of been slated as the number one, but James Harden's been yeah. a, a top five player in the last like seven, eight years. Like consistency. Yeah. Because, of, because he's more durable. Yeah. So who, who you got, who's the top guy? I think it's consistent here, but who's your, who's your top guy as far as point guard position is concerned? It's probably not. I'm sure I, I imagine, I think the consensus is Luca at number one. And I'm sure you probably have Luca at number one. Sorry for the barking. <laughs> You're good. I do not have Luca <laughs> at number one. Um, so okay, all right. Then we might. So I actually have James Harden as number one. Okay, all right, and that's and and if he's considered point guard, I think that uh, James Harden is is kind of your 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 safe your safe but bet. Only I only have him at number one because it's looking like Kyrie may be a part time player. And I that's think huge. if. Ky- if yeah, it, it's it's really dependent on what happens with Kyrie. Um, if it turns out that you know Kyrie has a change of heart and he gets the vaccine, or he's able to use some of his juice as a an NBA player's rep to change the rules and make it so he can play without the vaccine. Either way, you know if he's able to play, it takes some of the ceiling away from James Harden because. While they both decided that James Harden is the point guard because Kyrie has a better skill set uh, as as the two guard, I think it's clear that the responsibilities that will be needed on that team is going to fall on the point guard to score, to rebound, to assist, to pretty much do everything that they do. And James Harden can do it well, but you know, I think we have to we have to care about the usage rate players get. And if Arden's out there without Kyrie for half the season, he's going to matter a lot. He is, and that's a big question mark. And we've it's talked about. I feel like people don't want to talk about it anymore because you don't yeah. really know what to say because you're not hearing from his camp really. Yeah, and, yeah. But when he does show up, he is amazing. He's third team All NBA, um, missing I don't know how many 
games he missed, but he played only 54 of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, All what, while figuring out how to like fit with a new teammate who is probably top two in the league by every metric, you know, like he absolutely. And if you throw in if you throw in James Harden into this point guard category with Kyrie, um, yeah. Kyrie at the end of the season, he's still a, a top five That's fantasy right. point guard. It, it, in fact, what if I t- what do you think he finished the season out as far as like we're talking head to head categories too? Like if you do points league, we 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 do those a little differently. The only reason I don't I shy away from the the points league is because it can get out of hand and like you build this huge league and it's not as competitive. Head to head, you got cats and it, it can go yeah. up and down throughout the season. I I prefer that it takes a little bit more thinking power when you're I doing agree. that. What what do you think Kyrie Irving finished last year? Uh, if I had to guess, what like seven maybe? Oh, okay. Out of out of, out of point guards, I don't know where he finished, but overall, he finished eleventh. Yeah, and, he, and sounds, I told you he missed incredible. all those games. So when he yeah. does play twenty-seven games, and so look at efficiency: 50, 40, 90. and he gets yeah. steals, he gets assists, rebounds. Like the the kid is is just an incredible. Yeah, I mean, um, he's basketball a hall of, player. if he never played another game, he's a Hall of Famer, right? Like. Yeah. It's just that that's good. funny like, that you just, you just you you say that, but my guy Dame Lillard, who's easily ah. a better fantasy basketball player, you you wanted one? to que- you wanted to question. No, my number one guy is Steph. Um, okay, Steph, I like that. Steph, Steph uh, wins you three points every every year. I mean, I th- that's true. <laughs> he shoots eleven of them. And he, I mean, every week it, it, he fires them up. He had like six games where he had ten plus threes. Um, you so know what? He, he basically wins you that category every week with you high efficiency. Right. You may be right that he's the top point guard because, like James Harden, he's got a similar situation. Like he's going to be without Clay until at least December, and then even when Clay comes back, it's not like he's going to fall off in any of his categories. He's required to do the same things. It's just going to shift responsibilities a little bit. But um, I, I I agree completely that like whenever you can get somebody that is at the top of their league, which, like you said, Steph is going to win you three-point category. Why not? And, and, he, I'm in, and 1.2 steals, is is that's pretty good. He gets you steals. Uh, mm-hmm. Rebounds, 5.5. Assists, 5. Get assists 5. as well, yeah. Steals He's going to do it all. And, and, it's, and the efficiency, too. Like, yeah. yes, yes, turnovers. But all these point guards are going to crush you in, in, in turnovers. But uh, when you're an elite, elite guard in, in – when you're the number one option on a team, your efficiency when it comes to fantasy basketball it's very important. And in, and he shoots high percentages. He he's a career forty two percent three point shooter. He's got the highest free throw percentage of all time, and he gets to the line. So yeah. give me Steph Curry. Uh, all of these guys you worry about injuries outside of uh, Damian Lillard, who seems to just be an Iron Man. That's why I think he's a very very safe pick. If I got like pick seven eight. Eight nine overall, I'm locking in. I know that I can build around Damian Lillard, who um, is no like you don't want to sniff at his uh, his three point sniping ability. He just it just seems to go up every year. Not as efficient as a player uh, as Steph Curry. That's he right. does get more assists, but uh, just not as as efficient. And so, um, when if I, I think wanna, of you're not you're not Steph, wrong with any of these guys unless someone gets an injury or unless Kyrie goes AWOL. Go ahead. And uh, yeah, like as we kind of think through the the downside potential, you know, as I think of Steph and I think of Harden, you know, we kind of listed their downsides. Steph doesn't really have any downside. But Dame, you know, do you worry at all about him getting traded? No, no, absolutely not. I think he's completely off the table. Uh, Yeah, they they they, they're not going to budge on that. And even like midseason. If they're no, like, you know, no. they're meddling around fifth, sixth seed. Nope, absolutely okay. not. That's yeah. what that they want to be there, honestly. And I think with Chauncey Billups, I think that him and Dame are going to build a, a great relationship. I just, I, I trust that they are not going to go against. They, they're going to try to keep him as a lifer. They're going to try to do their best to, to unload CJ and try to get the package. And they've been, yeah, uh, Rocco CJ has been talked about to go to to Philly for Ben, but. Uh, I saw they Philly doesn't down. want that. They don't want that. Yeah. They don't want Malcolm Brogdon and Karis LeVert. They don't. They. I don't. What are they going to do? The kid's not going to play. They just paid him eight point one million dollars to not come to camp. I it don't appears, know. Like if they're turning down Malcolm Brogdon and they're turning down, you know, CJ and Rocco. Like I don't understand 
what it is they're doing unless they're really sure that they're either number one, going to be able to convince Ben Simmons to come back, or number two, they're just going to hold Pat and be like, okay, you have four years left on your deal. You're either going to play or you're going to retire. Like this isn't, we're not going to trade you for something lower than your, what we believe your trade value can be, which I, I, I don't, that doesn't seem like it's Daryl Morey's style and it doesn't make sense to me either. Like I, it seems like they're, they're almost embarrassed that this is happening to them. So they're spiting themselves. Like go, go make your team better the best you can. And his style is to get a star. And I think he wants, he wants Damian Lillard. And it's just not, but he doesn't like it's, But like you said, like I'm almost, I'm almost rather have, I would rather have Malcolm Brogdon and uh, Karis LeVert Karis as LeVert. opposed to just, as opposed to just Damian Lillard. Cause then Brogdon's a 50, 40, 90 guy. He also oh, I gives you defense. I you still got to, I don't know. He's no, nah, these we're talking about a top 10 player in the league. You still got to, you got to take Damian Lillard uh, all day. I hear you. And, and, and like who, whoever else is on the court, whether it's Seth Curry or Danny Green, like that's still way better than Malcolm Brogdon. And, I hear you. And but, but ben, Simmons, ben Simmons provides so much defense for that team. He's arguably defensive player of the year every single year. And you're not getting that back with Dane. You're getting scoring, which you'll need, but you're not getting the defense. And Brogdon provides you defense that you're not going to get elsewhere. He's one of the best perimeter defenders in the entire league, aside from like Drew Holiday. So I, I, I don't know. And and you're getting, I hear, I hear that you're getting microwave scoring with Karis LeVert, man. I don't know. I, I think it's a great deal. I'm surprised they didn't take. Well, it. and he's a guy that's already agreed to like come off the bench and average adult. Like he's just about he's about yeah. the team, and he's so yeah. versatile as far as he can he can shoot off the catch and he can really play make. And he's, and, you know, a he's a big point. guy. He He's a decent uh, defender as well. And uh, Philly is kind of, to me, is kind of light uh, as far as their bench outside of uh, Drummond and, and as a big man. Yeah. I think that you have, like, you, you need more Maxie, players. Maxie we saw that. Maxi does look good. Uh, but you saw this in the playoffs. When, like, on the low, the Sixers lost Danny Green. And that was a big, yeah. that was actually a big moment for Atlanta. And he point. was doing the kind of the best. He was doing a really good job on, on Trey. Defense. Yeah, and and he's defender and he's a proven winner. So like Danny Green is actually a big blow for Philly. I think that what's they with, uh, they push what's through. What's up with Karis back? That's another thing that I don't know if we make that trade because Karis is always he always has lingering like just little injuries all yeah. the time. So I don't know that I don't know. That's bad luck, man. He does. He really does. It's really his, crazy. Every I mean, time he has like a great year, like something happens where it's just like. Oh, you have a, you have a tumor, or oh, you, you, your sprained ankle, or your back is well. When his like when his legs snapped in half, that was the most yeah. random thing ever. It was, you know, Paul George like, but he came back off of it. But yeah, Car- yeah. So oh, Karis no. is somebody that you look lower down, and um, is somebody that if it stumbles you. in your lap, you pick on. But so, are you avoiding Ben in general? It's like I'll just let somebody else get him. I mean, you have what to. If, like if he gets tra- but if he gets traded, he might just he might yeah. blow up. And he, if he and gets traded, triple no. If exactly like if he gets traded, he's not gonna whatever wherever he goes, he's gonna have the exact same role, which is to do everything. He's gonna be, you know, a stretch, a stretch four. Like he's he's just he's so talented. He can get you steals. He can get you blocks. He can get you points, rebounds, assists. He's gonna do it efficiently because, as we know, he doesn't shoot. I, it's just, the, but because of that, I, so I, I, I had Ben Simmons. Not, to, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I no, had no, Ben Simmons ahead. last year in in fantasy and it he in both leagues, and mm-hmm. he did not he did not like ever win me weeks. Like he like yeah he produces in 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 rebounds and assists, steals, and he gets some blocks, but because well, he's not the he, alpha of that team, he makes zero threes. Um, obviously he's, he's piss poor from, from the free throw line and he doesn't shoot enough for that 56% from the field to really like bring you over the top. Like he's a mid to me, he's a middler player, but he doesn't win you. He doesn't win you, um, fantasy weeks. I think, I think if he gets traded, he will, because wherever he goes, he's going to be the alpha or dependent on to put alpha like numbers up. But that'd be a hell of a roll of the dice. If I got, if I got to choose between him and John, John Morant. Give me job. Well, it depends. Like, it does. It does. It does depend. Um, and Ja Moran is actually he's a better basketball player than he is a fantasy basketball player. 
He doesn't give you threes. Yeah, so I, I was going to say, like, a, it depends on where I have to draft Ben Simmons. If everybody's avoiding Ben Simmons and I can get Ben Simmons in the middle rounds, I'm pulling the trigger. If I have to draft him in the top three, four, I got to pass. I, take oh, yeah, I don't think right. anyone's taking him that high. So, all right, so we, we talked about the top tier. Let's go down a little bit now. A player that uh, I love, love for fantasy, and I'll probably get him ahead of some other people, and I don't care about his turnovers and maybe his sporadic shooting. Give me Trey Young. Eastern Conference Finals appearance. The guy's on a fireball. Uh, he dime. He's always in the top five of assists. Um, he gives you he gives you decent rebounds. Um, his, his free throws that he gets to the line a lot more than a lot of other players, and then he shoots a high percentage there. I think that kid is coming. So, if we want to talk about like the next tier down, we talked about kind of the top five with Curry, Lillard, Doncic, Irving. Uh, I would get Trey Young over Irving just because I can rely on him better. Fred Van Vliet, Chris Paul, Lamelo Ball, Drew Holiday. De'Aaron Fox, Russell Westbrook. Who do you really like there, and who do you want to shy away from in that grouping? Well, I'm going off the board a little bit on if, if we're going a tier lower, and I'm going to go Lamelo Ball. Um, you know how I've been on him. I, I said he was going to be the best pick of the draft. Um, I I still think he is, and uh, if we did a redraft of that of that. Everyone's 2020 draft. Yeah. I think everybody would pick Lamelo. So even though Anthony Edwards is a twenty point per game player, yeah. he's a yeah. really solid fantasy guy. And that's that's not a slight on Anthony. Like that's that's just to say this is what Lamelo did. Like he single handedly brought them into the playoff picture almost, and that was coming off the bench for like the first you know twenty games of the year. So he's a guy that you know he's really going to be a triple double threat every night. Um, he's going to get you the three pointers. I don't know if he's going to be shooting three-pointers at the efficiency I'd like. 35% isn't too great, but if he can get the the Trey Young experience where, you know, he's shooting less threes and making more of them because he's having better shot selection, um, I think that's going to be really beneficial for his game as a point guard as well. Um, Charlotte's starting to put the pieces around him. You know, they got P.J. Washington. They got Mm -hmm. Miles Bridges. They're going to have a healthy Gordon Hayward. Um, they got a Plumley in the mix. Like I, I think they actually tsunami have tsunami poppy, tsunami poppy, Terry Rozier. Like they have plenty of people <laughs> where that assist number is going to be just fine. I'm not worried about it at all. And he, I think they're the Charlotte Hornets have realized they have a franchise player they can build around, and it's actually their point guard, and it's a six seven point guard who can defend. So I, I honestly think you know we're not going to have. A situation where it's like too many cooks in the kitchen. Who's going to shoot this night? Who's going to shoot that night? Lamelo is going to be a constant every single night because the offense is going to go through him because that's when they're best. So um, for, I, I think he's my he's my next tier down favorite pick. And for and for reasons uh, why I would want to get Luca high in the first round as well is like I have Lamelo Ball on my fantasy team. Like I just get to yeah. I get to watch his his box scores a little bit more. I get to tune in that's on right. NBA League Pass a little bit more be, to watch you know my guy that's on my fantasy team with like just a spectacular visual. You I, know what? That's a great point. Like that just advice <laughs> for everybody playing fantasy basketball out there. Don't always try to be right. Pick players you want to watch. Get like, your guys. Yeah, I mean, you like, got maybe. sometimes you got to get like I'm, I'm a Washington football team. Sometimes you got to get Dak Prescott. He falls in your lap. Exactly. But at the same time, like but you want to get guys you like you want to have fun. Like this is all <laughs> yes. about fun. Even if you got a little money on the line, like you want to be rooting for players. You want to watch them on NBA League Pass. Watch their highlights. Like you want to see guys you you want to watch. And so make sure it's fun. Don't just try to get you know whoever the smartest pick is at that time. Yeah, it, or the ranking. Never, I always go yeah. against the ranking. I always try to draft uh, a roundup. Honestly, that's kind of my approach. I oh, always yeah? get like I get the best player in the next that that's supposed to go in the next round. That's kind of my one of yeah. That's one of my strategies. I, I like. That. I shouldn't say that, but I should. Uh, yeah, I know right now. <laughs> yeah, gonna, like I, go. I did. I did that in Russ in my uh, Yahoo league, and mm-hmm. it paid off a thousand percent. Um, he yes, he he, he kills you in turnovers and, and uh, who cares. And some of these you're percentages, gonna but you're going to give me the 12, 12 rebounds. 12, and that towards the end of the season, it was like 14 and 14. It was stupid. And we didn't even, like he's in this pairing, too. Uh, you compare those numbers with LaMelo, plus he he rarely misses games. He was a, a, a much better overall player last year. You got to see LaMelo Ball's stats go up. 
He might be Russ. the best passer of the basketball that doesn't get the number for it because he's such a willing passer. But yeah, go ahead, Russ. Russ. Russ is the most probably disrespected player in the league. Like <laughs> he averaged, he averaged That's a triple double again, man. and nobody talks about it. And he led the league in assists, and nobody talks about it. They act like he's some selfish player who's only about his stats. Like I, I just. I, not only is he great in fantasy basketball, like if you own him and you have the chance to watch him play, you're going to see why what everybody says about Russ just isn't true. Like he's, he just matters on a, on a level that is beyond, you know, almost the X's and O's of the game. Like he, he makes everybody better by his work ethic and he always tries to do the right pass, take the right shot. The thing that makes everybody upset about Russ is that, he does believe in himself almost to a fault. Like he, he is the guy that will shoot the game winner instead of Kevin Durant. He is the guy that will pull up and take a, a 30 foot three when he shot two for 11 on the or game. Pass off like, somebody's ankle. Cause he does average exact, five turnovers. A game. He does. He does do that. But that's like, you got to take the good with it. He's not a robot. He's not perfect. But you know, if you're going to, if you're going to have the mindset of a great, like he has, you got to accept that sometimes, you know, he's going to do things that you wouldn't do. So I, I I just, you know, I love that you went and picked Russ, despite what you, what you think about him. You know, yeah, I had to. So I had, I had the four pick. I end up getting Jokic over Towns because I like Jokic over Towns, even though last year Towns was rated higher. And then I, uh-huh. I went and I stole Russ in the, the, you know, the latter end of that second round, which he was slated to go in the third, like into the third. So like mm-hmm. that was my reach, and end up being it ended up working perfectly now he does go to a new team he isn't on the lakers they they have some some better players than the washington wizards so uh, the the rebounds lebron and ad are going to grab some of those uh your you know your assists lebron's going to have the ball as well i I see all those go down i don't see him averaging a triple double this year um you do yeah maybe we put a little side bet on that one that's interesting no i don't don't hate that because i I think the reason they made the pick for I think Russ it'll be because, close. I think it'll be close, but I don't think Yeah, 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 no doubt. Quite no to doubt. double digits. Yeah, I don't think you think that it's going to like 25 and 5, but um I I think the reason the Lakers brought on Russ needs like a perfect fit for them is because Brian and AD are either going to get injured or take some games off because of, you know, just just their maintenance habits and and Russ is just such a workhorse. He plays every game. He he plays through injuries and when he does so He's able to carry a team, and I almost think that's that's the role he prefers. He prefers to be the best player on the team. He prefers people having to defer to him. He prefers he prefers the offense to to go through him. So, you know, I, I think on those nights where you're right, where LeBron and AD are going to take some rebounds and assist away from him, there's going to be other nights where they don't play and he goes nuts. So I, I honestly think there's going to be plenty of opportunity for him to average a triple double for the third straight year, which is incredible. Going to get get to get. 12 rebounds from your point guard position. That's unheard of. He is the greatest rebounding point guard of all time. Ever. And he's not even tall. He's like 6'4". Like, it's not like he's one of these new age (laughs) 6'7", 6'7", point guards that are as tall as forwards and and centers. Like, he's like a regular old school guard, and he's getting just crazy numbers off the boards. It's the anticipation, the knowledge of the game, like yeah. to be able to be a great rebounder is a skill that a lot of people don't talk about. It is. It is really is. And I, man, that's a, that's a wonderful point, Brad. Uh, you got to get a shout out on that. Cause I, I, no one talks about that. No one yeah. talks about it. And that's adds into too many people are sitting on Russell Westbrook. That's he right. does so many things that affects winning, even if he can't shoot too well. Um, yeah, I, I think I say, yeah, let me ask you, who who's a point guard you're trying to avoid this year? Um, so uh, Chris Paul is a guy that always uh, is a little bit a little bit over like a little bit overrated. I mean, uh, right now with his durability, I think he's you know he's still a safe pick and he's a good he's a good pick. But like his point per game going to 16, um, you see you're just going to see a little bit of drop uh, along the way. Only averaging 8.9 assists and when he's you know been a double digit king his life, I would. The one I'm av- I'm avoiding Ben Ben Simmons, even though it could be a risk reward situation there. Um, I try to stay away from players that might have injuries. Kyrie is somebody I, I'm avoiding. Chris Paul is somebody that I wouldn't reach for. I would actually fall back and get mo- somebody more consistent, like, like De- De'Aaron Fox. 
He's, uh, he's one of my like, picks as well. They're in that grouping, and he's, the numbers has, have increased every single season. Um, and it, it, he's three point makes seem to go up a little bit more. He, like he works a little bit harder on that. So the, those are guys that out of void um, at the top. For See, sure. the thing about De'Aaron Fox is like he's one of those guys in the West Coast that just never really gets talked about because point guard is probably the most loaded position in the league. Yeah. And if you're not on the East Coast, you know, nobody's staying up to watch your games. You know, what's what's something that you like about De'Aaron Fox that people just don't talk about? What people do talk about, he's just the, he's like the fastest player in the NBA. But I, what I do like is that he is a, actually has a, a really good uh, shot making ability off of, yes. off of the dribble, and that's something that and a he's a, he's a dynamo in, in the pick and roll, and um, just because he is so cat quick. But he he gets you know mid range shot. He had a game winner against the Wizards last year, and I don't know if anybody saw it, talked about it, but that shows a little bit of clutch. He steps up to competition. You you see that dating back to the college days when it was him and Lonzo going heads up and he dropped 40 uh-huh. on him. Uh, uh-huh. It gets a high, like steals 1.5. That's nothing to sniff out. People aren't getting, you know, three steals like Allen Iverson used to do back in the day. Like 1.5 steals, that's a solid thing. And that those are pivotal categories, those steals and blocks. And if I, my point guard can give me, you know, points, uh, assist at a seven clip um, and still give me some some steals, those those add up to be winning category. And 25 points. I mean, that's, tw- yeah. that's 25. That's not 20. And, you know, in every fantasy league and in every sport, like opportunity is the name of the game. And De'Aaron Fox is going to play like as many minutes as he can handle. Like we're talking like 35 plus every night. Like he's a guy that, you know, maybe you're down a couple categories into the into Sunday and you don't know if you can pull it out. If you have swipe, if he's about to play. Like you, you have a good chance of getting every category you need because he just is going to play all the minutes he can handle. And you got guards that have flexibility on that team. Tyrese Halliburton uh, is Mitchell. efficient as hell, and uh, uh, Davion Mitchell, and then and, and Buddy. So I, I could see kind of a a Buddy yeah. Davion coming in off the bench lineup. Yo, did you see? Did you see uh, Buddy Hill take thirteen threes before halftime? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, well it's it, dude. He is one of the dude. greatest shooters to ever play the game of basketball. Yes, he is. Like, it, it, can we free Buddy? Can he go somewhere? Because he, go he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be. Yeah, I. And people thought that that was the better of the move than Russell. He You're thought crazy. he thought he was going to the Lakers. You're crazy, Russell. Yeah, you, if you got a chance to get Russell Westbrook, you get Russell. You get Russell. But he's not um, a Hall of Famer. He's he's one of the greatest shooters of all time, but I don't think he's going in the Hall of Fame. Russ is a no-brainer first ballot. Oh, absolutely. Um, some guy that hopes to be there one day. This is a guy that I have my eyes on now. The question is ah. if he has some type of energy um injury. This is Shea Gilgis Alexander. He has one of the the high floor ceiling players in fantasy. Uh he averaged 24 last year, five rebounds, six assists. That OKC was winning when he was playing. Uh, he just gets better each and every year, and then he has a chance to give yes. you a block, give you a steal. Um, he shoots high percentages. Um, the ceiling is very high, and he's got some versatility. They, you can play him at the point guard or the shooting guard position in fantasy. What's your feeling on on Shea? Yeah, so we had we had a conversation about this on one of our recent pods with uh, Zach Noble. Um, I think that Shea has all the talent in the world. And I think he's best suited playing the two, the two or the three. Um, I think they brought in Josh Giddy for a reason, and that's because they want somebody else to play point guard. So in that, I think we're going to get more points from Shea this year. Yeah, yeah. But I'm expecting less, you know, boards, less assists, because he's not going to have that role anymore to distribute and set up other players and, you know, to have the offense go through him. Oh, yeah, he will. that's going to be Josh Giddy. That's because they got Giddy. So you're thinking, all right, so – Fast forward, I guess. Uh, rookies yeah. and sleepers. You're you're probably looking at Giddy. You've always you've been very high on. He had, was very productive in that first uh, preseason game. I I'm think he had like these, seven dimes and uh, yep. like five boards. And 20 Dude, points. these yeah. these dudes that are coming from from other pro leagues around the world, like they're just they're just as good as our NBA pros. Like they're ready. I don't care what age you are. If you're 16, 17, 18, 19, playing in a pro league, you are. 
playing against adults. You're trying to feed your family and they come over to the NBA and they just they absorb everything they need to absorb. And I think we've seen, you know, from guys like Luca, guys like Melo, these guys that are coming overseas, it doesn't matter how young they are. They're pros and they're ready to play. I think half of the first round, this next draft is going to be international guys or people that are from a different yeah. country. I just did my Dude. way to early 2022 mock draft and then and, and the lottery guy all the way down. It's going to be at least 15 international guys, like half. World's caught up. The and world we, has caught up. Yeah, the world is so big and, and <laughs> sports are a way to like get get your family out of whatever position because there's just so much money in it and, and people are really spending a lot of their time developing their talents and like we, we talk about a guy like Wembyama on in France he's like 16 17 right now I I have a he might be the best player of all time like he's he's a seven footer that can shoot that can block he can do everything he's like Kevin Durant on a different level defensively it, it's it's something I haven't seen before like these these kids coming out from other places like Give me Chet. the U.S. Yeah, Chet Holmgren. Like, uh, you know, there's there's just so many people that or so many prospects, I should say, that just have the ability to come in and take the league by storm. And, you know, I, I think Josh Giddy is one of those those players, especially at the, the tender age of 18, 19. Like the, the sky's the limit and they're going to give him every opportunity to get better, yeah. which I think means less of the other categories from Shea, but more points. But, you know, we'll see. The kid that I'm targeting, Kate Cunningham. Um, like that. He's going to produce. He's going to give you rebounds. He's going to get you assists. He's going to hit a bunch of threes. Um, he's going to get you the steals. He, he's sneaky good um, at getting blocks, and he's going to have the ball in his hands, and he plays for one of the worst teams yeah. in the NBA, which means he's going to get limelight. I think people were sleeping on the rookies last year. Uh, Lamelo goes undrafted in some 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 places. Uh, Anthony Edwards, or they get cut early because you know it takes them some time. Be patient with this kid, because uh, because oh, yeah. Cade Cunningham, I I'm reaching. I love him anyways. So we talked about like players that you like to make it a little bit more fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to reach and get me some um, some Cade Cunningham, a guy that helped me win last year's uh, fantasy. Somebody I picked up in both leagues towards the end of the season. That was Kevin Porter Jr. KPJ. And I think that I think that he he continues. Uh, it looks like him him and Jalen Green's got some got some chemistry, and they're putting the ball in his hands and having kind of playing that point forward. You know how position. I feel about that Houston team. I know how you feel. You think that they have a, a chance to get, go to the playoffs? Yeah. Um, Incredible I, front office moves. Curious to hear uh, our beloved, um, and we are Washington Wizards fans. Uh, our, uh, our old guy John Wall. Now, when he did play, he averaged. 21 points, seven assists, three rebounds. Like it, it, when he played, he, oh, these are good. These are good stats. Now, um, him and him and the, and, and the Rockets are mutually agreeing that they're not gonna, they're not working together, and mm-hmm. uh, they're trying to find him a trade party. That, so far, that hasn't happened. Uh, do you try to draft and stash him? He's not hurt. Can you put him on the IR? I don't know. I, no, he's a guy can't. that I avoid 100 unless something happens between now and the and the start of the regular season. So the thing of the thing with John Wall is, you know, the same way I view him is is almost the same reason that he's not traded. Um, he, like you said, like he's going to put up the numbers. Like when you look at what John Wall provides, you're not going to be like, oh, he's lost a step. He's not the same player he was. He is. It's just that he doesn't provide stats that you can't get elsewhere. And at his price, why make that trade? So um, he's probably somebody I'm going to avoid, you know, even if it's the last round and nobody's taken him yet, because you can't, you can't, like you said, you can't put him on the IR. He's not hurt. He's just out. Like I I had this problem with Andre Drummond when I drafted him last year, he was going to get traded and they benched him because they didn't want him to get hurt. So people got crushed. I I had, I had Andre Drummond and he was killing it for me. And I was, you know, I was winning matchups because of Andre Drummond. Mm -hmm. And then he just sat. And then eventually he took the buyout, and I think that's what John Wall is going to do. So um, I kind of learned my lesson from that. I'm not going to draft and stash him because he he will have to take up a spot on my roster. So um, he's a guy I'm gonna I'm probably gonna let pass pass me by. All right. Uh, um, other, I guess one other rookie that I wanted to mention um, is Jalen Suggs. I think Jalen Suggs uh, in the summer league proved that he is maybe the best player on that Orlando Magic team. Uh, I think he's, uh, to me, 
Uh, I, you, you tell me somebody is better on that team. I think he, he, him, him and Cole Terrence Anthony Ross. were both on. He's better than the Terrence Ross is better than Jalen Sucks at basketball. You don't yeah. want you don't want to keep that on record, man. No, bro, come on. That, you haven't Bradley. seen Jalen Suggs yet. You haven't seen him. Like, look at look at Terrence Ross's numbers. Look at the threes he provides, the scoring he provides. I don't know. Okay, I'm, I, I'm not saying Jalen Suggs is going to be worst player overall, but this year as a rookie, I don't I don't know that he's he's the best player on that team. I think so. I think the ball's going to be in his hands. I'm going to think he he can rebound. He dimes. He's an elite defender, and he gets steals. Uh, I think he's going to go into Orlando, take the lead by storm. So he's a guy that I'm looking on as a rookie, as a sleeper pick. Uh, two other guys that you want to just keep your eyes on, and I wouldn't draft these guys, but if injuries happen, um, oh, Davion yeah. Mitchell, Cam Thomas, if he gets an opportunity, he saw what he did in his first preseason game, dropped 20 in like 18 minutes. You were early on that, Coach. You 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 put the, the Cam Thomas, the feeler out before any of us. I, I just don't understand how a player like that can drop so low in an NBA draft. Mm-hmm. At at I, worst, he's Jordan Clarkson. Like uh, that's it, that's exactly. a good ass player in the NBA. Lou Will, you, those guys are good. I, that's why I let him drop on my draft board. It's because, you know, like you said, he's all he does is score, right? So if you're not going to draft, if you're not in a position where you need like a score, you need somebody that's going to get all those, you know, fifteen shots a game. He's somebody you don't draft, but the Nets were smart enough, and you were smart enough to say, just because the best use of him will be to give him 15 shots a game doesn't mean he has to get it. So the Nets are just like, okay, let's draft him, and maybe we'll use him, maybe we won't. And he's showing he needs to be used. So you were you were right about that. Who? Yeah, and who? In Kyrie, it's a question mark. If he doesn't yeah. show up, like they need somebody to play that position. They were giving guys off the street minutes in in the playoffs, and he, you know. Heavy, heavy minutes because they were trying to find something to do after Kyrie went down. And if Kyrie isn't there, uh, somebody's got to be there. And then if the kid is dr- giving you 20 in 20 minutes, you got to play him. I don't care if he's a rookie. You got to play him. Also, shout out Mike James, man. I don't know where he's at right now, but he should definitely be yes. in the league. Yes. That kid is he still on the Nets? straight up score. No. Uh, he's. I think he's on that. He's in that Isaiah Thomas, uh, the point guards that are trying to find a job. Okay. And he's trying out for every team, and he'll get it. He'll, he'll get, get a one. he'll get a ten day, and he'll probably stick Not, somewhere. He should, he'll, I'm sure he'll get a year from somebody. He's a he's a Euro killer. Wherever he goes, though, he he puts it up quick. That's the thing, yeah. you know. It's like you know that you that when he's on the court, he's looking to, to score a lot. And when you have people better than him, it's hard to get an opportunity because you're like, yeah. ah, you know what? We'll just try. We'll, we'll roll the dice on a young guy. So sleepers, do you have somebody that you would draft higher than their ranking? Yes, I do. Um, All right, who do you got in mind in staying, particular? Are we staying point guards or are we just guards in general? Yeah, we're going. We this is a point guard show. Uh, I think we're going to clip it. We're going to end it, and then we're going to have to do shooting guards another time because this is a, this is all point guard. And I'm a point guard, so I don't mind spending you know an hour on some on some PG talk. <laughs> all right, then I'll, I'll go. I'll go Deontay Murray. Um, yes, yes, yes. I think. Were you thinking about I, Derek White too? I was, I, yeah, I was. Yeah, good. I was. somebody's got to do it. It's Doros yeah. is gone, so I'm That's with right. you. That's Go right. get yeah. those guys. And we we were talking about this in the group chat. Like it might be pops last year. Um, yeah, I, I just think it. I think we might see some magic in San Antonio. I don't have any stats to back it up. I don't have any, you know, any reason to think that it's kind of just goofy mumbo jumbo that I just think. And well, I he, think the he, rebounds, have, he rebounds at a high clip, and he gets a lot of steals. He he kind of produces yeah, like, a, a like a mini Westbrook stats. Exactly. Him as a player, it can't be denied. Like, he does everything very well. He doesn't do anything great yet, but I think he will eventually graduate to the kind of player that does do everything great. But I, I do think that the Spurs have – they've rebuilt it, right? Like, they have their, their little young core – and just like the Spurs, they don't have any brand names until they become brand names. So um, I, I honestly think, you know, between Derek White and Deontay Murray and, you know, I, I think they have a lot of talent that is going to have an opportunity to do big things from a stat, a stat, stat padding perspective. And um, he's probably going to be their point guard. So I really like what they got going over there. And when and when lineups change, roles change, uh DeMar DeRozan had the ball in his hands a lot more than he had previously as yeah. far as trying to play make. And he averaged like six assists. Like he was, he really did that. But now he's gone. 
The ball's not going to be in his hand every time. Somebody's going to get these stats. And yep. Derek White was battling injuries all at, all all throughout last year. He's finally healthy, and I feel like he might be he might be the best player on that team. But Dejounte yep. Murray will have that opportunity as well. Um, I really like those two guys as well as you know Keldon Johnson, who just won Olympic gold. That he's going to take another step as well. So like those Spurs players that are going to be starters, they might not look sexy on your lineup when you're looking at it, but those guys are really good. Um, also, I like that. Uh, he doesn't. This is a, a deep, deep, deep sleeper, but um, the dude from uh, Miami is it uh, Larry? What's his name? Um, Larry Walker the fourth. Larry Walker. Larry Walker. I don't know what he's done to pop, but he just can't get consistent minutes. Every time he plays, he plays really well. I don't know what's going on with him, or you know where maybe because he's a bit of a tweener. He's got point guard skills, but he's not their best point guard or even their second best. And he's a little too small to play the two, I guess, or the three. So I, I, I don't know what the deal is, but he's he's an athletic freak. Um, he shoots well. He's a good scorer. Um, he's he's like a super deep sleeper on that team. He's a person you put on the, like the watch list. And yes. um, if he's, yes. it, you know, Derek White's had durability issues. If he goes down, he's somebody that you could pick up. We had him. Mm-hmm. He was – Streaky sometimes with the with the three point shot, and yeah. when he got it rolling, it was actually a good pickup. And in other weeks, it would it would fall off because he would lose, like you said, trust in and pop. And I don't know if that is you know a defensive thing or just pop trying to just figure out what the best lineup is. But with uh, people leaving, opportunity rises. Uh, maybe not a super sleeper, but a guy that I picked up last year that as soon as he was dropped, I picked him up and he played the rest of the year for me. Darius Garland. I love Darius Garland uh, for a fantasy. He's efficient. He shoots the three. He gets assists, um, and he's a growing player. He's a he's a guy, I guess, in uh, year number three. In year number three, you see that big jump as far as especially in points per game. Uh, you saw that De'Aaron Fox step up. So I I love Darius Garland. I like Darius Garland better than Colin Sexton because Colin Sexton doesn't give me anything outside of just points and gets turnovers and shoots a low percentage. Give me and Darius to your Garland. Point. To your point, like Colin Sexton's been in trade rumors the past two years. Like if he gets shipped out, Darius Garland, his usage rate's gonna skyrocket. Like that could be a that could be a humongous pick by you. And I think they value him over Colin. They do. Absolutely, hundred percent do because he's more of a true point guard. And my last sleeper. Let's see, see what you think. I think Spencer Dinwiddie's what he's gonna go crazy for Washington. Give me, give me Spencer. I think him. Yeah, I I didn't even know that's a sleeper. Is it? It Yes, I, he's not rated that high because he's coming off an ACL injury. Yeah. Uh, I, I got, I, I'd have to look. But at he's the, the only point the, guard, really. The exact number, but he's 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 low. I know he's 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 not as high as he should be. Mm-hmm. I think what kind Spence, of numbers? What kind of numbers do you anticipate him averaging this year? Twenty plus. Yeah, I think he. Too. I think he'll give like a, a twenty-one, yeah, like 20, 21, 22 a game. I think he'll give you, you know. Four, five, maybe rebounds. With you know, Russell Westbrook was getting grabbing all the rebounds. Our bigs aren't great rebounders. Uh, I think Thomas Bryant. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're it, right. Thomas Bryant actually is a bad rebounder. He's a bad rebounder. Yeah. That's all right. So I'll say this: leading scores are probably what? What do you think? Like Brad Beal, number one, obviously, and then number. I think two, he. I think Brad Beal leads the league in scoring this year. Okay, and then number two, we got um, Dinwiddie, and then three Kuzma. Like, how are you thinking about that? Oh yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that's where it'll pan out. I think um, Trez Trez will give you a good, a good teens. Yeah, uh, I think it'll be it'll be you know balanced. But uh, we talked about this earlier. I think Rui is tough because now you got people in, in comp Rui, and Kispert. Kispert look good. Like I think it's hard. Uh, Rui, man, I, I haven't seen Kispert more. This, this preseason. I, I've seen Kispert in summer league, and I wasn't super impressed. But I know he'll come on eventually. Yeah, I like yeah, I like me some some Kisper. I'm not thinking about him in um in fantasy, but I think that he's yeah, a, okay. he's a solid contributor that's that's going to get you minutes. Uh, and you just got to mm-hmm. kind of fi- figure out your best lineup. I like Gaffer yeah. too. So, oh yeah, like this Gaffer. this just became a Wizards. Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll scratch we'll, <laughs> we'll scratch that. All right, um, Nikhil Alexander Walker. As we're kind of wrapping things up, I think that. That this guy, because Lonzo Ball is gone, who's somebody we haven't talked about, that's interesting how he'll 
it'll work out in Chicago. But Nikhil Alexander Walker, somebody that has some flexibility at, at point guard and shooting guard, gets you a lot of he gets a lot of threes, he gets some steals, and opportunity awaits um, as that Chase position Cousin. kind of that that position opened up. Also, they made a signing of somebody that you used to say deserves a max contract. Who's that? We're gonna talk about him. Who? Devontae Graham. Oh, I forgot they signed him. That's right. <laughs> new face. Wow. New place. New face, does new he place. does he resurge? Does he get back to I can't confident playing back? You can't. He's still I tiny. can't. I, I I thought I thought coming off of the year he had two years ago and being in Charlotte was literally like the perfect place for him because they gave him an opportunity and then they believed in him. Now he's going somewhere where he has to like prove himself and or fit in. So it's just a completely different situation, a different, different confidence, different role, different vibe. Um, he's he's probably not even the third or fourth option of the offense in New Orleans now. Like I, I can't, I can't pull the trigger. I'll take I'll take my L on that one. But um, I, I really do, I do believe he's super talented. And you know, if if they didn't draft Lamelo, he'd still Devonta Graham would still be in Charlotte, and he'd probably be. I, probably their second highest pl- paid player, but you know, life happens and he's in New Orleans and he'll do well, but he's, I don't think of him as a fantasy asset. All right. Well, he, he does, um, to his credit, he might shoot you out field goal percentage, especially last year. It was very putrid, but yes. he does, get, he did, he does, he is a high assist guy and, and super, he gets to the free talent, throw man. line a lot and he shoots a high percentage there. So he's he does tiny, other guy. things he's like six foot. Yeah. He does things that affect winning. Yeah, I, I don't think that they're going to see a lot of winning there in the Pelicans, but no one really knows what that team. They're the biggest mystery in the entire NBA. They're not close, man. Yeah. So do you have any um, last thoughts, anything that you want to plug before we wrap this up on our point guard special fantasy style? I thought this was a really good discussion. It was, man. I wish we could go a little longer. I uh, I don't really have any last thoughts. I'd just say for a plug, you know, check out FantraxHQ.com. I've been writing a lot for the, the basketball and football on there. So we'll have fantasy insight all season long if you want to read written form instead of listening to podcasts. Or you could do everything. Why, why, why choose? Absolutely. Wherever you find your podcast, go follow the Triple Play Fantasy Franchise. Look out for our baseball, basketball, and football pods that drop every week. Our Triple Play Fantasy YouTube channel is dropping content every day. This includes Coach's Corner, Movie Minutes, Reviews, Super Fantasy Bros, Fantasy 15, Between the Scenes, Fantasy Foodies. It seems like we're adding something every week. Some, some guys didn't get a shout-out in here, but we appreciate everybody that's putting out contact on our Triple Play Fantasy pod. Uh, recently, I just dropped a way too early. I talked about it earlier. But a way, yes. way, way too early 2022 mock draft uh, lottery style where I talk about basically my top 14 guys, but also then I sprinkle in like eight other international guys that could be in that lottery. Uh, and it was, it was excellent, by the way. Great job with that. Appreciate it. Sure I did watch that. Research. I got all the their recent um, statistics, points, and everything like that. You can scroll through it it's, it's nice get you a nice idea of who to watch for college basketball g league um, overseas um, somebody's getting a mention but it looks like this draft is actually very strong or this past this past most recent one was you know, off the chart so uh, the league is in good hands um, check us out on twitter and ig at trip plate fantasy thanks again from the entire triple plate fantasy family continue to love the game um we got forward preview dropping as well doc um select a guest uh we're trying to get you prepped for your fantasy league please like subscribe comment so we can get back to you